and welcome everybody to another episode of Modern Life. Recording this on a Thursday here in beautiful Los Angeles. I'm joined today by. I was about to say lovely again. It's like oh. stuck in my head. I stopped myself. This is the first step. But then, but then you had nothing else. You were just uh, like your a brain blank just slate stopped. of flesh. This I'm joined today by. <laughs> My girlfriend, Stacy. What, is there an issue with the lovely I thing? usually <laughs> say my lovely. <laughs> my Maybe lovely. that's my thing. Maybe I'll just go yeah, with just it. Yeah, just go with it. My lovely girlfriend, Stacy, and my lovely sister, Tabby. Hello. How are you guys? Hi. Um, today, today's main topic, we're talking about Die Hard, the not-so-Christmassy Christmas movie. Um... <laughs> But before we jump into that, we're also going to do our modern thoughts. Um, so let's get going. I just have a really quick one. Yeah. Um, I watched the 1980s Pride and Prejudice. Oh this boy, is a series, shocker. Um, I tried to watch this a few years back, and I think I just wasn't in a spot where I think fantasy and period drama are the things that don't age well at all. Like the really old period dramas. I Fantasy and period drama? Yeah. It, hmm. You know, it, at least in my opinion. Okay. Um, but this one, I just binged the whole thing, and I actually really appreciated the main character, Elizabeth Bennet. She was really um, snarky and um, also mm. very faulty, which is, of course, the title of the book. You right. know, the faults that these characters have. Right. Um, don't You don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm just agreeing <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say um, is right. <laughs> and then also I really appreciated the mom and dad. So the mom in the story is pretty insane. She treats her daughters horribly. Um, and this actress just brought something really... Um, really playful and almost childish and innocent to that character okay. while still being very, you know, over the top and she's the crazy mom. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just it's just interesting how many 20 million versions there are of this movie and still everybody kind of has their, you know, their own take on it. So And, and sorry, and which, which one? I, I lose track. Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, I get that. Which Pride and Prejudice? 1980, you've, it's a... I oh, don't I'm very familiar ever. with that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this up on BBC? Um, I think you can watch it for the free BBC. on Amazon, but it, but it's, it's a BBC a, series, yeah, I mean, right? Aren't they all? Yeah. Yeah. BBC. Not um, all of them. Some of them are not, but the good ones are usually BBC. Are. <laughs> yeah. Um, on my mind is R is R package thieves. Hmm. <laughs> Man, it's Tubby, you and I, we've been talking about Package Thieves this week, and I think it gets both our blood just boiling. You know why? Because it's not like, I had to steal an apple of a card from my starving family. Mm -hmm. Like, it, these people, they're just bored. Like, there's no reason they need what's no, in these packages. No, I think it goes beyond that. It, it's, it's an easy way boredom. to like steal something like it's just too easy right? it's just so but it's easy. about the stealing it's not oh, it's about, about the thrill. thing yeah. it's not about the thing well, well like yesterday when i thought somebody stole my watercolors from my thing because i couldn't get them it was right. actually just like left in the well hopefully that we th i think it was just left in the the yes car the i just i think the, the package got missed like okay. i think it wasn't delivered oh but they thought they did right but i'm like 
I'm changing my whole behavior because I've had so many packages stolen now in the last few years where it's like I'm constantly like, I order most of my Christmas, you know, gifts online and I just I find myself now checking constantly like where's the package? Okay, it's out for delivery. Okay, and I'm just like the second it says delivered, like I'm running outside to grab that package, you know what I mean? I feel like I can't just let the package be out there anymore because someone's going to jack it. So I'm just I know it's not it almost makes online shopping it's just like an added hassle during the holidays because I'm I'm like constantly gotta wait. Yeah, for but if you, to be but I also have gone Christmas shopping with you, and I'm sorry, but you are the worst <laughs> person in the world to go Christmas shopping with. Why you you get bring that so up? angry so because mean. I'm just thinking like comparison here: stressful Sam That's about going to get point. a package. My point or is Christmas because shopping. there's so many damn package thieves. I'm like finding myself altering my behavior of. Because you used to just be like, oh, I'll just get the package when I get home later. Now it's like, I, I want to wait. I don't even want to go anywhere. If I know that package is out for delivery, like I'm just waiting at home all day because I just I want to make sure I get the package. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that what's the alternative? I don't know. Christmas shopping with Sam. One. No. So Stacy does not think package thieves are a problem, apparently. <laughs> no, I think it's that just... they're a problem. I think they're a huge problem. I think it's such an invasion of privacy and just like a ridiculous, like, like how can you be that scandalous where you're going to steal somebody else's Christmas gift? Like, it's just, to me, is like the lowest thing you can do. I just, I was like, I was trying to think, like, why is that such such a thing that's on the rise? And I don't know if it's just because it's in the box and it's not in the person's home yet? Is, it, is there like an impersonal thing to where people aren't thinking like, oh, someone spent their money to buy whatever's in this box? I think it may have something to do with the fact that it, it they, they feel like they're doing it to the business, not to the person. Because right, that's what I'm thinking. Like, because is there some people sort of can disconnect? still like report it and get a new one sent to them. And there's like mm. not that whole, like I have to go in some and steal somebody's ha- something from somebody's house. Because I guarantee house. you most of these people, because we've been watching videos all week of like people stealing packages and yeah tell you're right it's like it's just it's these every it's like soccer moms and people in their fancy in their cars 20s. like driving them to yeah house. and it's just like i guarantee you 99 percent of those people they wouldn't steal your wallet on the subway but they're totally fine stealing packages yeah because to yeah. them it's like a fuck you to the bit sorry is that not oh my no, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> like a fuck you to the to the man like it's i can get away with this and the person's not going to get screwed because they're going to replace it hmm. you know what i mean interesting so fun fact, not so fun fact, uh, between 2010 and 2017, uh, package theft, what do they call them? Ports pirates. Ports piracy <laughs> went up. That's that's like, what's the name now? Um, it went up over 600%. As And and then you also got to think most of those crimes not don't, I mean, I'm not reporting it to the police every time my package gets stolen. But that was, it was just a 600% increase in just the reports. To the police, I so d- but I don't think that theft in general is going up. No, it's not. It's just this very specific, right? Because mm, anybody who, who's worked in retail or grocery store knows that everybody steals. Like everybody goes right. in, steals stuff, like slips the vitamins in their pocket, or try to like go back up to the counter. Like Steal I need to return this. D. I don't have my receipt. Um, yeah. So it's just a very common thing, and apparently everybody does it. Yeah, but people have been stealing since. Just the beginning of mankind. Just right? upset. <laughs> I just something about stealing Christmas presents. I think is especially upsetting. I think that's right. what it is. Yeah. Ugh. 
bastards. All right. What you got? Um, my mo- I had a very busy week, so my modern thought is like kind of lame. Stacy's had finals all week. Yeah. Running on fumes. I'm literally running on fumes. <laughs> um, my modern thought is uh, people's behavior during the holidays. Oh, my Lord. It's worse. I'm, I'm just saying like worse. in general, like customers are so like I feel like because we're so frustrated, we just take it out on everyone around us. And like maybe we should just like think about that for a second. Just mm. take a moment and ponder yeah. your behavior. Mm. Like I get that the holidays are frustrating, but why do people need to be more aggressive driving? Why do people I mean, I'm finding so many I more people. A difference in drivers oh, my sure. God. And then like people's behavior in restaurants and how emotional they get and how they react to things like take a deep breath and realize it's not the person's fault. Like they have nothing to do with what's going on in your life. Well, and it's not even, it's so irrational, the things that people will suddenly burst out about at you yeah. because there's obviously other things going on, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and they'll start yelling at you about, about something. And I'm like, what do we even talk? I don't know how to fix this. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, it's that's what I mean. I just like, I wish people would just realize it's just, a, I mean, it, it, it this is supposed to be like a magical time and I get that that's like not what it is become. Mm-hmm. It's become more of a consumer-based holiday but just remember that it's supposed to be about that and I feel like people just need to take a minute just to like, I mean, there's all this, you know, be in the moment and all this stuff going around and like I just feel like everybody need to think about their behavior for a minute and just mm-hmm. remember or that just it's not... stay at home. Yeah. Or <laughs> don't home. go anywhere. Shop on Amazon. Don't go out all month. And uh, just wait with a shotgun at your door. Like, <laughs> God. God, yeah, you can't really do that in California, right? Like in Colorado. Oh yeah, you could totally, but not in Colorado. You could just totally shoot someone. No. Yeah, oh yeah. You in Colorado? It's the it's the famous "Make My Day" law, named after the the Clint Eastwood line from Dirty Harry, huh. where it's if someone is on your property. You, you don't need much of an excuse at all to just shoot them down. Like here in California, it's something like they have to they have to establish that they're like threatening your life. First of all, here in California, they can sue you. And this has been proven. Right. They can sue you for breaking into your house and then slipping on your floor. Yeah, no, because I, I remember there was a bunch of kids like in Colorado where we grew up of like drunk college students entering the wrong house at night because they're just drunk out of their mind and just like getting shot down and it's totally legal it's the make my day law yeah i don't i think, I don't, we, I think, I think that might have changed a little bit law. probably a little bit changed no, over that the law last is still there really famous law we need a porch pirate law if you if you if you steal my package like <laughs> i'm allowed to shoot you in the back i'm totally fine with that it's a little excessive <laughs> um, but no hey. no it would definitely stop it oh you betcha <laughs> All right, so Die Hard. Shall we? Movie from 1988. Yippee ki yay. You know what? Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. Oh! <laughs> um, so we all rewatched it the last week. Nope, I watched oh, oh, it. Oh, it was your the, first time, yeah. right? So I hadn't seen the movie in a while, and when I was watching the credits, and it was it said Wait, 19. Why don't you give a synopsis of the movie first, too? I think everyone's seen Die Hard. You, Tubby hadn't seen it until last week. Yeah, but I'd seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I've kind of, <laughs> I kind of, you know, saying, you know, I saw the movie a while ago, and I just, I didn't remember it being like from that. I, I thought of it as a '90s movie for whatever reason. I was like, oh my god, 1988, little baby face Bruce Willis, pucker face. He always his lips. He's got the, uh, 
sour <laughs> face going on. Um, so Bruce Willis, he's um, visiting his he's estranged a gr- family. Grizzled New York cop. Uh, he's very proud of it, um, and then he gets trapped in this building with Hans Gruber, and they get attacked by um, terrorists in the book. But in this, it was just bandits, I think. Yeah, they didn't categorize themselves as terrorists. Yeah. No, they right. were actually they were they pretended to be terrorists, but really they were just thieves. Right. Right. So like they used the terrorist idea to actually just steal money. And they all the bad guys die and the good guys win. And yeah, that's baby. basically the movie. Um I know you you said you hated the movie. Stacey and I both really enjoyed the um, movie. So I wanna explain that a little bit more. As I was watching it, I don't know if I've ever checked like the bar so many times of is this over yet? Um really? but then after afterwards there are like thinking about it there's a lot of really fun moments in there and mm-hmm. i feel like maybe if i had just watched this in german or any other language besides english what's wrong with english i wouldn't have been filled with such rage all the time um <laughs> what? <laughs> please, we'll please rage? explain <laughs> we'll um and also because there's a lot of there's supposed to be german characters in this um i've seen a lot of like reddit and you know all these questions online of what they're saying and um a lot of info online is really incorrect so i'm actually really excited to get into it and kind of explain it a little bit more and give you the the lowdown Wait, on i, I want to i want the lowdown on why you, why you didn't like watching the movie in english uh, i just hated the stupid accents and the oh you yeah. mean the german accents or were what? they were well, they the supposed um, <laughs> but um yeah i, I think you have that. like a uh like well, okay, a, here here's the problem. A, Tubby and I are both from Germany. I think we are. That's what I'm saying. You guys are going to be a little more critical. We can say that we're proclaimed uh, German accent experts. And I'm sure that like people that watch some of the like English adaptation, you know, you know, adaptations of some of the English movies where there's like a fake English accent, people get upset with that. I think That's if you're true. like from the area, you're going to be more does. critical. It's frustrating. It didn't really bother me. The only one that did bother me is, uh, oh my God. Alan Rickman. Alan yeah. Rickman's was Alan, I don't know what he's doing. I have no but supposedly idea. he was Rest supposed peace, to go. I love in Alan Rickman, but supposedly he was supposed to have two different accents in the movie. And he was supposed to be confused. Because at first way. I thought, okay, he just has a bunch of Germans with him and he's not German. But then halfway through the movie he says, like, I don't know, it in some no, line. Yeah. Like he's supposed to be German. But I'm like, what? Like, I don't know what accent he's doing. I had that same experience. I was like, oh, I thought people said he was supposed to be a German and then from everything I heard about right. this. And his first line started and I'm like, oh, that was obviously, like I misunderstood something. Right. He obviously is just talking like normal Alan Rickman. Right. And then sometimes he's doing like a weird voice, but it's not an accent or like if I was yeah. the director and I noticed like, oh, this dude obviously can't do this in any way. <laughs> I would like backpedal right away and be like, oh, maybe he's just like an English person with all these other Europeans. See, yeah, that like, would have made way more sense. Why do we <laughs> like and the confusing thing is that when Alan Rickman actually speaks German in this movie, it's pretty good. Like it couldn't pass for like a native, right. but it's actually like. Like wow, you're very good at that. <laughs> like I, so I, it's just really strange. There was one, um, what was it? When they're loading up the rockets at the top floor, which we gotta get to. I don't know why they brought rockets, but there's just one <laughs> scene. There's just one scene where the two German guys keep saying the same two German words to each other like five times in a row. They're like, 
Los, schnell, los, schnell. No, I have something that I have a specific thing <laughs> to just, say about that. Like um, they literally, these guys are German, but they only knew like two words to say to each other. <laughs> it, it just means like go, like faster. So it's just basically two guys going go faster, go faster, just like yeah. saying it over and over yeah. to each other. I'm like, what the yeah. hell? Um, I, I'll get to that because I have something <laughs> to say about that, but I have to set it up first. Um, so at the beginning of the movie, when he's um, gripping the seats of the airplane, yeah, um, and that's that's excellent because it's show showing not telling, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> um, there's everything you need to know. He's like afraid of flying, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a big dialogue right. about anything. It gives like a re- reason later on why his shoes are off and mm-hmm. all that. So I thought yeah. that was um, really well done. Something I really liked when the credits um, are kind of showing in the beginning and it's like all the font of this is this building, it's this day. Um, the font is a um, very broad white font and it fit the movie really well. And I might be the only person who pays attention to, you know, typeface in these credit things, but um, that was really well done. I'm just wondering, did did they always have this thing where he's not wearing shoes and all the action scenes and then someone was like well why isn't he wearing shoes and then they came up with the airplane thing or like i'm just no that's in the book oh is it all in yeah. the book huh. okay. which i read for this i took the bullet and i'll get into it later <laughs> <laughs> it was not a very good book <laughs> um no but it's it's the movie's got some nice details and honestly if i if i have one major complaint about the movie is i wish it was I think it tries to do too much at a certain, like, honestly, I wish the movie was kind of boiled down to the essence more. I feel like you could cut 30 minutes off of that movie and you're totally fine. Like, cause you know, you have the, so first you have the, the cop, right. Who gets shot at and then he gets involved and then the police chief or whoever mm-hmm. comes and then the FBI guys mm-hmm. come and then you got the news reporter going to his house interviewing. Like, it's just like way too many characters and weird storylines. And I feel like a lot of that you can kind of, you could have cut some characters out and kind of boil it down more yeah. to where it's like, I don't need the news reporter going to the house and reviewing the kids. It just seems like this weird little story, side storyline you don't only need. Only to get it to where it's on the yeah, TV. Yeah, because you, totally, yeah. you could totally just, you could have had 10 seconds of a news reporter on the TV going, oh, we found out who's in the building yeah. and his wife and kids live in LA and they show a picture and Hans Gruber sees it. Like you could have just taken 10 seconds of that. Instead and of the having, weird thing where like the nanny is like, not here legally or i don't know i I thought all that was really strange you know he gets into the house because he's like i'm calling calling immigration exactly i don't know um i love the bear in the limo how the bear's not in the trunk but is sitting in the (laughs) scene i think the whole scene with the limo and like the guy just being in the building the whole time and having no idea what's going on but why is he doesn't he have other jobs or other people to drive around i kept thinking that he goes so he goes in the beginning of the movie goes this is my first time driving a limo he's an ex uh, taxi driver Right. right but then it's christmas eve which you would think would be reasonably busy in la but He's got no other jobs lined up for the rest of the day. He's like, I'm just going to wait for this guy all night in the parking garage. Very strange. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know how taxi, I mean, I don't know how limos work. Like if they work on an hourly basis or maybe he was already booked for a certain amount of hours. Maybe he's only a limo driver because it's a super successful company. So maybe he's only working for that company. And it is that company. You know what? That could have... That could have been a thing because since they're all having a giant Christmas party, maybe we're supposed to drive people 
to and from that Christmas hmm. party all night. Well, we're just going to go mentioned. with that. We're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. That makes more sense. Um, also, the scene where he's driving him from the airport to the um, uh, high-rise building, um, the limo driver asked Bruce Willis a lot of questions that we are mm. asking ourselves at this point. Um, <laughs> so it's very, it's a smart way to do exposition and kind of have a fun conversation without like, right. you know, telling you know, telling you everything. Having to do like a backdrop or like yeah, add extra exactly. scenes. I think they did a really nice job with that in general, just like telling the backstory without having to go into too many like extra like lengthy scenes that aren't necessary. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? So at this point in the movie, I really did not like Bruce Willis as a character, but I don't think you're supposed oh, really? to, right? Because yeah, no. he, like, it's Christmas, but he's not that interested in seeing his kids. He hasn't seen them in six months. He's mad that his wife is, like, a successful career woman. He's, I don't know. No, no I don't think he's mad at her success. He's mad that she just, up and like, left. went up and left from the East Coast to the West Coast. Took his kids and just, like, peaced out. Like that's he didn't not how I see it at oh, all. Oh, really? Oh, no. that's totally how. Yeah. Well, that's what he was upset about. Like you can see it. Like he he's he keeps saying like because because he was at one point he's telling her is like, "Well, I have a bunch of these open cases. Like I can't just get up and leave the NYPD." He, those could all be transferred and he could transfer to the LAPD. She has like it's this not actually super the easiest thing to transfer like but why is to be she a position supposed open. to give up? Like, well, her, you're also from neither. like a high, like you, you're like, you're a, it. it I don't know how to explain what no, I'm trying to say. No, I don't think either of them are 100% in the right, right or on, on, in the and wrong. And I think it kind of shows that too, because they're just yelling at each other and they're both. He's I like, mean, he like completely gets like, mad oh, at himself. Job. Yeah, he's like getting mad at himself in the mirror. Right, but him being so so resentful that he hasn't seen his kids, and I find that very strange. Like that he wouldn't fly out. Like Stacy, you wouldn't go like six months without seeing your kids, even if you're mad at like your partner. I, uh, no, I wouldn't. But I also am not a uh, brooding cop with a ton of cases. He's, he's living work, in New York. His he's work is like as a, how much money is he really making as a cop? Yeah, they, I mean it's just a different. Did they have budget airlines back in the eighties? Right, like but then if from New York she's making LA, so she, much money, then why aren't why isn't she the breadwinner? I don't so know. as I was watching this, I was wondering. Uh, me in 2018 of course i'm like oh he's kind of a douche but are people in 1988 watching this thinking like oh she's she's the jerk you know i was just thinking about that that cultural Hmm. i don't think that there i think it was pretty equal i mean this is it it was like i honestly i watched it both times and i don't remember ever thinking oh really yeah Yeah, like i think it was like flawed in their own way they're just yeah there's flaws in everybody you know what i mean something about him just bothered me i don't know well he kind of represents like the stereotypical like a new york hard ass new york hard ass right. male and that's not exactly the stereotype like you don't ever get these new york people when you work at the restaurant and you, you just immediately know they're from new york they just have this like <laughs> ball busting i'm king of the world i'm they gotta let yeah, you know they're from new maybe york maybe i just like, don't maybe i'm just not into it but i don't know i really like that she's now using her maiden name and she called a limo for him she's like look at no, what a boss i am the her boss called the limo oh that's right yeah she that's had nothing right. to do with calling the limo she didn't even know when he was if he was coming that's right, right. yeah it was all the boss just trying to like seeing that she's not necessarily happy and trying to like get the boy guy out here so right. he's not the bad guy kind of thing which, which i think was really cool of the boss in my opinion oh he's a nice boss but yeah he's also an idiot because he, dies, he lets his brains get blown out because he won't give him the the safe combo 
Well, what are you gonna? What are you supposed to do? I don't know. I'm sure they're insured. It, the, the guys, it's just bail. <laughs> it's like bail bond. Yeah, but he bonds. said he didn't it's even have the. He might the, not even have had the code. He didn't have the code. He, he said he didn't have that. the code. Oh come on. Well, I mean, it's possible that that there that's there are safety procedures know. specifically for that that he's not supposed to have maybe. the code. No, I think they were gonna kill him anyways, which they yeah, said maybe. in the movie too. Like, oh, even when he gives us the code, we're gonna just kill yeah. him. Yeah. So, poor guy. No, he's a good boss. Him. We all liked him. Oh, I also really liked the mom when the really dorky, like stupid guy. What's his name? He's like, like flirting oh. with her. You know what? Uh, you know what he <laughs> what stereotype he gives me he gives off to me is the stereotypical like frat boy yeah he never grew up <laughs> like, which which guy the the guy the, with the beard oh, the great and great hair uh, what's oh, the his guy name doing the cocaine. yeah yeah like and, on her desk and bruce willis is like um he's got he's got his eye on you and she's like yeah well i have my eye on his private bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that was great which well, that guy actually that's one of the things i love most about this movie is like the quirkiness of like bringing hum- humor into the movie like i think that bruce willis did a phenomenal job with make making quick jokes which supposedly all, yeah, he wasn't like s- supposed to get the role at first it oh, was supposed really? to be like yeah, they had, they had like clint eastwood they had mm. like yeah, sylvester stallone sense. arnold schwarzenegger and like schwarzenegger Schwarz- sorry did i pronounce <laughs> that wrong <laughs> regardless like i i think that it wouldn't have been as good with anyone else like if it oh, didn't that. have those like quick one-liners or the way he delivers things that make him funny like i i don't think it would have been no, the same that, movie that a-hole who's doing coke in the beginning i think he's he got my, the funniest scene he's got my favorite line of the i know you know you have a lot of great one-liners in this movie like yippee Kaye, but my favorite line in the movie when he's he's trying to negotiate with yeah, that's alan the Rick, best goes, scene in the movie hans booby <laughs> i just the way he does it is just i die <laughs> booby <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and he's such an arrogant idiot thinking he can, like, negotiate with this guy. That that scene is so <laughs> on point. Um, I also want to talk about the uh, entrance shot of Alan Rickman because it's the camera oh, yeah. moving towards the back of the truck and then it moves back out again with the people who are flushing out of the back of the truck kind of um, framing Alan Rickman as he's walking like out of boss. there. Th- that is one of the best, like... <laughs> Andrew shots ever. It's so good. Um, okay, can we talk about these robbers? Because my really other complaint about the movie is is that these guys have all this. They bring rocket launchers and all this ridiculous equipment that then works out because the, all of the FBI and LAPD come and like storm the building. But that wasn't really part of the original plan, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. He says it was? this in the beginning. They want to come off like terrorists because it's the only way that they're going to be able to override the safe. Like the whole point was that they needed the FBI to get there and yeah, override the, the safe. Only and the only reason there that is because Bruce Willis calls on the walkie-talkie. Like, yeah, no, like how would they have done it? They because would, eventually, they would have just called themselves in. Yeah, they, they said they he messed up the plan, but the mm. the plan was from the get-go because the only way to get the safe off was it, the FBI to turn off the lights. Okay. But they they weren't ready with the safe yet, so they were gonna I wait gotcha. on that. But Bruce Willis kind of jumped like, the gun. Jumped mm. the gun. And then okay. that's why they had to like speed up okay. everything. But then what What was the exit plan? Because they're like wiring the building the ambulance. to blow up. The ambulance. So we're going to blow it up and es- escape in the ambulance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that the limo driver yeah. crashes into? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Okay. Way to follow the plot line, babe. I just... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I didn't, it just seems like a 
weirdly elaborate. Oh, we're gonna blow this building up. Like, well, there's no other. There's no better way. No, because the only way to turn off the safe at the bottom was for the lights to get turned off yeah. for the city block, and the only way the city block would have been turned off is during certain. All right. Terror, like which none backwards. of that makes any sense. No, the none at all. Elevator is still working with electricity. Like so many things inside the building are still working. Where I'm like, then why don't, don't they, have, they a have a generator for the safe if everything else yeah. is fine? <laughs> <laughs> don't think about it too hard. Yeah, you really can't. Um, <laughs> See, I thought you'd have. After you watched this movie last week, you were like enraged. Yeah, I, I didn't really like it. I was really bored by it. Um, really. No, I have more. I think it's just a good time, and it's like a great, you know, buddy. It's one of these great buddy movies where the yeah. two guys oh are yeah, walking talking. Oh yeah, I love their yeah, like, like great relationship. I love that. I think that whole like uh, conversations between the two of them and the bantering back and forth is just like hilarious from start to finish, and it like makes me it's like. It's a Christmas bromance. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So when the um, terrorists or so-called terrorists first come in, there's one actor who's actually German, and he's the guy with the ponytail. He's kind of more of like a big burly guy, and he has like a ponytail. Okay, not the guy with the long blonde hair, right? No, no, no. They all look like Fabio. I don't know why that was <laughs> it's like... It's the hair, guys. <laughs> the hair in that movie is absolutely phenomenal. It's like you can only, have it. only be in our gang if you look like an underwear model. <laughs> um and I replayed this 10 times and I could oh not no. hear it because the subtitles only say, they will only say like um, speaking in German or speaking in Italian mm -hmm. or whatever language they're okay. talking in. Um, and they're like going through all the rooms, knocking down doors. And then one guy says something in German that I cannot understand. And then ponytail guy goes, oh, no, I've already been to Berlin. And then they laugh about it. And I don't know what the joke is <laughs> because I can't hear what the first guy is saying. And no one on the internet knows? You didn't look this up? I tried to, but we're the, nobody knows about huh. this movie. Um, and what I find funny is I think they're supposed to say just random stuff. But since these people actually speak like mm -hmm. German, they're just they're just joking around. Okay. It's not like part of the plot right. or, you know, they're just like doing their own lines. And I'm like, I want to know what the joke is, but like, I can't, I can't <laughs> hear it. And then in that same scene where like the people who obviously don't speak any German are like, go faster, Schnell, go Schnell, faster. Schnell, 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 um, Schnell. The guy who has the ponytail, he says, hey, slow down, man. Like he's obviously the only one speaking German, and he's—I think he's just trolling the other actors. Like, well, there is like there supposedly is like a big German, like German remakes with like the whole movie in German. A remake? Or not a remake, but like they do these movies in German. I wonder if yeah, like, they uh, all get it's called dubbing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is just, they just dub it. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which Never they mind. just speak, um, like Europe. They're just called Europe, the European gang, and they speak all sorts of European languages in the German version. Yeah, like growing up in Germany, it's just you get all the same Hollywood movies, but they're all dubbed in German. I'm just curious if they dub in like actual, like dialect, because it's like if they dub the Germans too. Yeah, That's like if they, because I, I mean, know. otherwise it would just be like these random. It wouldn't make yeah, sense. I don't know. But it, it's funny, like. So like there's one guy he does who does all the Bruce Willis voices and all the Bruce Willis movies like when you grow up in Germany mm -hmm. so it's like these so big the stars same. they all get like this voice actor attached to them so it's kind of this familiarity mm -hmm. I don't know yeah 
I guess you just wouldn't know if you uh, didn't grow up in a foreign land. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all my subsequent notes here are about how enraged I am about Alan Rickman's, like, accent because it was so annoying to me. Um, which is so sad to me because he's such a great actor. Yeah. Well, and it just happened. was taking away from that. He, he supposedly, uh, some a, a couple other facts that I found were like that Alan. This is like one of his first like actual movies. Oh, and really? And that before that he was like a theater actor. Yeah, oh, so yeah, like a couple. He was like, so like a, uh, like the f- shooting scenes. He like couldn't. He had never used like a loud like shooting gun. So he would shoot with it, and then he would his face would wince. It would be like a natural reaction <laughs> he's because he's a, not used to it. He's just so a frail little thespian. He wasn't <laughs> used at, to these action movies. If you look at all the scenes where he's pulling the trigger, the second he starts <laughs> to pull the trigger, they cut from him to the other scenes. You never see him actually pulling the trigger. That's and funny. then also the scene where he's like falling off the building, he has that great like look. Yeah, that's look. a famous one. Well, he like, supposedly they, 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 they did it. They were supposed to do it to th- on three, and yeah, they did it on one, so it wasn't story. prepared. Oh, oh you never so heard that, of this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the director so, was like, we're going to count to three, and then, you know, obviously there was a blue back, screen, but right. he's falling on some mat like 10 feet below him or something. They're like, we're going to count to three, and then we're going to let you go. And they just did it on like the first count. Oh, man. Like, yeah, because obviously they were having problems. So that's why his face is so authentic. Of like, oh, great. <laughs> 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 he just like, wasn't like, expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of um, Lena Headey when she's falling up from the building in uh, Judge Dread, the new oh, Paul the, Urban. the new Dread. Yeah. Though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she splatters, you can actually see her splattering everywhere. Right. right? Oh yeah. man, that movie's ridiculous. Which um, this mm-hmm. movie was rated R, right? I would think so. Mm-hmm. Which I almost wish. I don't know. Almost was it? I don't think. Oh, because of the nudity. It's gotta be. Right? Well, they were like stricter back then too, so it's like. I guess so. I, they I, have I like. Push I feel like if you if you remade it now as an R, it would just be so much oh, more it'd be gory. So you know? gory and violent. That's. Which I could have used to like a little bit more violence. I would have been okay with. No, I but. think that whole like gore scene with the head exploding with the blood, like the blood <laughs> on the back, it was like a big thing back then. Right, sure. right. <laughs> that was like a lot. As you just see Hans Gruber falling off the building, and then you just kind of he- you hear the sound of him like hitting the cement, mm-hmm. but obviously you don't see anything. Everyone's yeah. just like, Ugh. yeah. Well, I, that's kind of what I like about those movies yeah. is the fact that they don't show it because I feel like it becomes it worse in your imagination than it ever would be if they could film it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, sure. Um, I also really like how Bruce Willis's character is freaking out and questioning himself and like, oh, can I really kill these people? Yeah. He's oh, not he just beat up immediately like a tough guy he has like normal human reactions which i really appreciate i also like how they how they actually show him like getting injured and like struggling with those injuries throughout like it's not like oh it happens in one scene and then it gets dropped you know what i mean like you can see that when after he hits his foot like he's limping you know what i mean and i feel like sometimes in movies they they get injured and then like five minutes later they're fine and then that injury doesn't. But he doesn't need anymore. to go to the hospital after he just drives off in the limo. He's fine. <laughs> oh my god, I was gonna get Let's into go that. see his kids. The kids are gonna be traumatized for life. He's losing like a foot from glass infections. Like, <laughs> I'm like, where are they going? Are they driving home? Oh, they're going home. <laughs> my girl needs her teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had a really, I think the movie's just a really good time. Yeah. Like, just, they don't, they don't make them like this anymore. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's hard to get a movie these days that it's good action, but just, I don't know, just a good, 
it's just like a fun, stupid two hours. Like I don't really care that not everything's completely accurate, and I don't know. It's just turn my brain off, and it's a good time. Yeah, I think that's like Fast and Furious. Yeah, exactly. Like Fast and Furious, but Fast and Furious <laughs> takes itself a little too serious. Like I don't know. There's just I, there's I feel like they do in some of them, but some of them they they yeah. play around with it. It's Can, just I, this movie's just yeah. a good time. I like it. Can we talk about the stunt double? Which one? You didn't notice how the stunt double didn't look anything like Bruce Willis when in their was this? Con- like every fighting scene. Oh, Hollywood! No, I was gonna like right in front of my eyes. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about it with you guys, and you guys like really? Yeah, it, like I doesn't look notice. anything like him. Like too much hair or what? And they show his face, and like I just thought of that. Um, well, if I didn't you've notice any of this. Ever seen Angie Tribeca and like? one of the episodes the stunt double like gets up in the background and walks away <laughs> like they make a joke out of it that was literally what this movie oh, I was don't. <laughs> and like the big action scenes yeah and all the oh, um hand-to-hand combat it's like really it was no, even sorry. there's like jokes online about oh, it I too did not know this. okay uh, yeah. never mind <laughs> stacy and i were just so bedazzled by the fun time <laughs> of this movie we didn't even notice also the blonde um angry brother the Fabio brother. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Carl was his name. Sometimes he has, like, a Russian accent. Yeah, and so, Like, what is happening? We already discussed that the accents in this movie are absolutely horrible. It's the, it's the weak point of the movie, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, though, my MVP is Marco, who's, like, the second guy who dies, because he speaks uh, German, English, Italian, and probably French, since they do speak French all the time. So, shout out to Marco. Wait, they're speaking French in the movie? Yeah, there's like parts where um, Alan Rickman's like, Ali, Ali, like uh, go. They huh. speak all sorts of stuff. They're so sophisticated, these Germans. Maybe that's why their accents are all messed up because they've been to so they many don't different even countries. Know. <laughs> They're <laughs> like, I don't know which country <laughs> I'm in anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you also could like pick up like accents when you're in a country. Like, I, I just, you're making excuses, babe. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, after the uh, roof shootout yeah fritz says like in a thick austrian accent so there was like one austrian um but he says i saw a man in the attic and i'm like the attic (laughs) he's like i'm like but you were on the roof why are you calling it the attic (laughs) i'm like what is happening and then it's also like you mean the man you were just shooting at why are you saying like oh i think i saw a man in the attic (laughs) Might have been an editing thing. <laughs> yeah. It's might have just been a... What you saying? No actual German person looked at the script. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I guarantee you that's what happened. Oh, something else I also found really strange, and the, the set decorator for this movie was a white guy. I looked it up. Um, they make a huge point of this building being like a Japanese company and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, apparently Bruce Willis doesn't know they celebrate Christmas in, Jap- in Japan. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you yeah, remember that, that line, yeah. like, because he's an idiot. But, uh, <laughs> but then in the room, it's like a community room and it has all the tables and there's a few shootouts happening in there. Mm-hmm. It's like the wooden tables yeah. kind of in a puzzle lined yeah, up. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, Indian statues in the background, like Indian gods. Okay. And not that people don't practice that religion in Japan, but it's, like, 1%. Everything else, like, Buddhism, Shintoism. So I found it really... St- I feel like somebody just grabbed, like, something off this of... This looks exotic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then just, like, put it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever works. This was the 80s, Tubby, okay? We've come a long way. Also, what is, way. what is the hacking drills? 
what is the hacker doing when he's like, I'm hacking into the thing, and then you just see a drill going into like a. Well, they had. I think it's disarming each. Is that what hacking is? Just drilling through no, the metal? No, he, he had to hack, and then he had to also drill. To not set up the alarm. Like so it was like they were hacking. They were they were hacking the alarm system to like, but he could only hack each. It was like layers. So he could he could only hack turn off one at a time. Because he wasn't okay. capable of turning them all off. I guess off I didn't know that drilling into things was part of hacking. He's just, no, no, no. He just he the, is, is the, the guy with all the equipment and everything. He turns off the alarm as the other ones are ha like drilling through it. So that yeah, and first he finds through. out the codes through hacking. Okay. And then he's got to drill through the safe. To and get the, yeah, yeah. So, so it's so like, it's like a one hacking. step. He's just got to drill through it. Yeah. God, have you never robbed? I'm so, yeah, sorry. Never been a driller hacker. <laughs> really need to and get into this safe <laughs> thing before we. Uh... Oh, also the FBI questioning everything. Um, oh, the FBI guys are. Bruce my Willis least says, favorite. and the cop says, it it makes no sense, and it's such an unnecessary storyline. Yeah. I don't think the FBI would just discount no. all the information about. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, such an unnecessary. First of all, the FBI guys, if you didn't notice, their names are literally Special Agent Big Johnson and Agent Little Johnson. It's like a stupid joke. Yeah, because right? he's like, no, I'm the other one. And he big, picks up the their phone. Their name is literally, if you look on the credits, their names are literally Big Johnson and Little Johnson. Like, because they're, they're two dicks. I think they're just there to like, because it was like a. Yeah, but they're so dumb. They're like, oh, we're only, he's like, we're only going to lose 20% of the hostages. He's like going in there to shoot it up it, it's just it feels so dumb and random and the and suggestions are pointless I, 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 there was like a really bad there was a time in american history where like fbi agency had like a really bad rep for how they were handling things and i think that oh, this, this may have been like that? a joke on that oh, okay. um because yeah like there's uh, a lot of stuff that's the like one part that I feel like his age is the worst. Just these hmm. stupid FBI guys. It's just well, there's just like I, I honestly think it was a joke at the time. Like I think well, it is a joke. A just by joke. their name, the, yeah. the names. No, I'm saying like I joke. think it has to do with like the era that that yeah. movie came out in, and that a joke of like uh, that the bigger agencies think they know everything, but really like the regular cops are the but ones again, who are down there doing it. Unnecessary amount of characters. You could yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have used the police chief to be like, I'm gonna go negotiate with these guys and he'll he's flying up there with the helicopter yeah or right like it's just you don't you could have just used the characters you already had you don't have to just keep adding so the question is is that in the characters. book is there there's fbi guys in the book um well they do talk about that once the fbi gets involved there's not these two characters in the book um but that basically the whole hostage negotiation thing is they kind of don't negotiate with terrorists and you either have to let all the hostages die and like what does that mean and it's more of like a philosophical mm. like how do they operate in general because if you're saying you don't you're not negotiating with terrorists then really you have to weigh like the loss of all these lives right. against that and mm. also mm. another question i had and stacy maybe you know this and i just missed it when Bruce Willis is looking through the window and he sees in the building across like the naked lady on the phone mm -hmm. and he has like a thought, but then they never cut back to it. So I don't mm. know what the point of that was. Like, what is he thinking of when he sees her? Yeah, think about that. That's a great question. Or is he just a sex addict because he's constantly looking at no, naked it, ladies? It like, I remember the scene. It's like he has like a light bulb moment. No, it was something about it was something about the phone or like getting an attention. Oh, it's getting attention of someone outside. Isn't that when right afterwards yeah, didn't he, didn't he right. drop the body out? Something like that. That was a lot later though, no? Was the it? Thing with the... 
Huh. I feel like right after that scene is when he dropped the body out the window. I think he got the idea of like. It's a weird connection. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Naked I think it maybe 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 that body. was like the whole point was like, it's one of those random scenes where know. like they just wanted to get one naked lady in there so they could like call it a rated R movie. Rated. We gotta get a naked lady. In yeah. There. And they're all um Playboy bunnies by the way, like the lady in the office building and the oh, pictures really? and the, it's like um, it was like a joke, but so I don't. Like know. a running little gag. Mm-hmm. Also, something I just find hilarious is when Bruce Willis is getting the axe out of the glass case, mm-hmm. he puts down his rifle to elbow the glass to get. <laughs> I'm like, why? Why did you put down the weapon? <laughs> I don't want to hurt the weapon. Yeah. It's a nice weapon. <laughs> Oh, something I've always wondered, and every action movie does this, and you almost have to do it, so this isn't a criticism, but when he drops the C4 into the elevator shaft and it explodes, this is straight from Wikipedia. C4 is insensitive to most physical shocks, cannot be detonated by dropping on a hard surface. There you go. So C4, if you just dropped it. But he put something in it. He put a detonator in it. Yeah, but the detonators are, it's usually like a little electric charge, I think. You 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 have to set it off. Oh. Yeah. Because he just puts the charges in and drops it. He, he, like, doesn't physically set it but off. But he's the one with the detonators. Are you sure that he didn't set it yeah, off? He could have. I don't, I don't know. know. I just, I know that he's the only one with the detonators. I also so that's don't why know that one little package of C4 was going to do all that. Fireball up 44. <laughs> <off his> <laughs> <laughs> did you know, fun fact, did you know that Bruce Willis has permanent hearing loss from this movie? Oh, I don't know. No. Yeah. That, like, are you making that up? Nope. I looked it up. From all the he, fake uh, gunfire? Because they, used re- they wanted to make it more real, so, so they used, used like really loud blanks, oh like extra God. loud. And one of them went off right by his ear. And oh. to this day, he has two-thirds hearing loss in one of oh, his ears. Bruce. And like that's why sometimes when he says stuff, he's like, what? And he doesn't like pronunciate because he can't hear it all the way. Oh, hopefully he's gotten paid for that, though. Work he got paid time. $5 million for this movie. I think he's fine. No, I mean the... Him and Yuma should get together and get <laughs> some oh, more. Um, who knows? You know what? It like launched his action movie oh, career. Oh, totally so did. He's, he he's wasn't fine. even like anybody before this it's movie. the price you got to pay in Hollywood. <laughs> Plus, if he would have like done a lawsuit for that, he would have never gotten <laughs> yeah, another exactly, role yeah. ever. He'd probably never. No, he'd never sued for that. He would have never got another part. Yeah, ever. So like, the scene where Carl and Hans are um, running after Bruce Willis and then they shoot the glass so his feet get injured. Yeah. Um, Alan Rickman says... Carl, she's Dame Fenster, which is incorrect. It should be Dust. That's a wrong article. Um, but then Carl just looks at him, and then Ellen Rickman says in English, "Shoot the shoot the glass." So I'm like, does but this Carl? No, Carl has been speaking German and is doing his weird accent, but now suddenly he doesn't understand what Ellen Rickman is saying. And ger- this movie is so confusing to me on so many levels. Yeah. Oh, there are a few things where it says on the subtitles, um, speaking in German, but it's just gibberish. And people online were saying all the lines are just gibberish. That's incorrect. It's only it's only a few of them that are just nonsense. Also, what I thought was a really missed opportunity when he writes the names on his wrist. He Mm. only does that once. I wish they would have gone back to him crossing the names out as he was going. Yeah, that would have been nice. And then in a lot of the scenes, like. He didn't have it there, and then in other scenes, mm. it was back on his yeah. hand. Like, I thought that would have been cool, him like crossing out yeah, the names. Yeah, crossing out every time. <laughs> right? <kills someone. laughs> yeah. Um, what? I just got a fabulous script doctor idea. What would have been great is, you know, at the very end, when the guy comes back 
Mr. Fabio comes back to yeah, life. Yeah, how does he come back and to then, life? Uh, the cop, the cop shoots him. <laughs> the cop that hasn't drawn his gun right. in forever, right? What would have been cool is if after that happens, then it goes to the wrist and you see Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis cross that last up. name. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny, right? <laughs> That's too late. <laughs> yeah, how does he survive being strangled and then get a hold of a gun? Did you look this up, gun? Stacey? No, I didn't. I just wanted no, to. Did. Oh, no, no. We looked up how you long it up. takes. It actually takes quite a bit of time to strangle yourself, like a full minute. So, right, but how did or, No, he it was get more than that. It. it was like 15 minutes or something like that. I don't remember. 15? No. It was like a while because I, cause I looked it up and then I was or surprised at the answer. Completely lose yeah, so. Where you can't be revived at all. Yeah. Right, but how is he going to get himself out of that? Like, I did He's not. Fabio. He helped him. He's Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks the chains with his bare hands. hands. He's, you know, got those muscles. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. Oh, also the wife socking the reporter in the face is Fantastic. awesome. Oh, I love Loved that. <laughs> I love her hair, too. It's like She's the best oh 80s God. hair <laughs> I've ever seen in my entire life. Or just her outfit, everything. The FBI guys are stupid. It's like everyone's just... A complete idiot like his her office partner there mr cocaine he's dumb as a rock i just like, love how smart she is in comparison to all of those people it's like you have the limo driver bruce willis his wife and the cop who he's talking to the guy those are like the only four smart people yeah whole, pretty much. everyone else is just a complete idiot um, so I was going to dive into the book a little bit more, unless you guys have anything else to say about no, the No, no. Tell me about movie. the book. Um, you the said you suffered through it? Oh, my gosh, yes. So the book is called Nothing Lasts Forever. Um, it's by Roderick Thorpe, and it came it out sounds in... Sounds like a James Bond movie. It does, yeah. It came out in 1979, and it's in a... It's a book in a series. Isn't it the second one? Because the first one, didn't they make a movie in... I think like they made a movie with, out of... Uh, with what's-his-name... Um, Frank Sinatra did it. Yes. Yeah. I huh. thought that was the third book, but it might have been the first. I don't I remember. I'm not sure. I just know forever. that Frank Sinatra played the character before. It would be interesting to like watch that movie. Hmm. I haven't seen that one. Right. Did um, he sing his own soundtrack? All the whole way through. New York, nothing oh, speaking of the soundtrack, though, <laughs> the music in this movie incorporates a lot of jingles and Christmassy things while yes. still being like fun and actiony. So mm. it's yeah, it's really nice. Um, and I was I was really surprised how racist this book was hmm. um, because it came out of, it's almost the eighties and it's when when was the book seventy seven seventy nine why do you think that oh. racism didn't exist in the eighties it was like no no, no like just a this, time no I'm just talking about the type of racism in this book because oh, okay. it's it's very like if there's a black character in the book it immediately has to let me know that hmm. it's when it introduces somebody it's like that black man was speaking or that that dude was black and my but it does it in a way where it thinks it's woke but it's totally not <laughs> and it's just well i i hate to inform you but in the it, like it, that was the 80s was like a huge time for like racism for blacks because they had just won all just, of the just the 80s no <laughs> I meant like they had just won like a bunch of civil rights things in the 70s. So there was like a thing. And then right afterwards, you have the backlash from that. It's just, I guess, writing wise, I would tell you about what my characters look like. Not not right away. And uh, just writing yeah. wise, it always felt really awkward. And it always <laughs> felt just, yeah, just it was not written very well, this book, I have to say. So the difference here is that he's going to visit his daughter in okay. the building and they're being attacked by terrorists um 
and he's like a air pilot from World War Two. Huh. So he also takes his shoes off just because he gets tired from flying all the time. But he's obviously like he's not afraid of flying because that's his thing. Like he's right. like a pilot. Yeah, just so many things about this book. Maybe um, I should have needed to read the first one because he's just constantly talking about his like divorce and his wife in a really uncomfortable way. And mm. it will just cut back and forth in a really there's no relationship to what's happening in the building to his inner monologue and him talking about his ex-wife obviously not over it and it reminded me of this teacher i had where i took the class and right after the first class i left and dropped it because it, all the teacher was talking about was his divorce and his ex-wife what? What it was, was so uncomfortable this oh, was back wow. in colorado and wow now that I'm older and I know better, I would have reported that teacher right away because it was really inappropriate. And re like, that's not why really I'm paying weird. for college to yeah, hear yeah, yeah. about what? your. I think a lot what? of teachers <laughs> like use school as like their own little therapy session or like stand up. You gig. think? Yeah. I had a really bad experience <laughs> with this in the last uh, this last school session. Oh, God. Yeah. She she was awful. Um. And then also emotions that are that I don't understand what's happening. Like one quote from it is, um, the character's name is Leland. He shook with rage and self-reproach. He should have done better than this. But this is right after the building gets attacked. And I'm like, how would you have known that this random Christmas party, like how, why are you filled with rage and reproach of not being prepared for like a full frontal attack at he's, this like office building? He's putting building. the burden on his shoulders. That's why. Um, accepting responsibility goes, just like I'm a the pilot only, would. I'm the only <laughs> hope here so when you know I get that mm -hmm. oh and another really strange thing is when they shoot at the windows to hurt his feet um, then something strange happened a popping noise the windows were splintering and I'm like why is that strange why is the window splintering after being shot at like a strange occurrence well, that's what happened so in weird. the book right right oh, okay. but the way he's describing the, it in the book all the descriptions weird. are just really I'm like, strange what? thing. <laughs> and then the next line is, he felt like Robinson Crusoe escaping the cannibals. And this is when he's being shot at with an AK-47. Hmm. And in all instances in Robinson Crusoe, there are actually no AK-47s on that what? island. Sorry to no? break it to you. But in every instance, he's the one attacking the cannibals uh, both times with his gun, which the cannibals think is magic because they don't know what a mm. what a gun is. So it's so, just weird comparison. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. have you ever read Robinson? Huh. What does this mean? Weird. <laughs> yeah, and he talks about characters without um, introducing them. Um, the one good thing I really liked is that the villains are all... Um, they're mixed. They're like girls and boys. It's not just like underwear. Not the boys club. Yeah, underwear models. Okay. Um, another really strange thing is when he's talking to the character, um, the cop character over the radio, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Oh, he could tell by his." And the first thing he has to let me know, <laughs> this writer, is he could tell by his voice that this was a, a black man, but not in a ghetto way. <laughs> oh <laughs> lord! Like, uh, oh, that's <laughs> amazing. Just the whole book is like this, and I'm like, uh, I just don't <laughs> get through this. <laughs> he was not one of those scary black men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and this thing that also didn't make sense to me is he could see the officer's car, officer's face inside the car, mm -hmm. but he's 30 or 40 stories up, so I don't know. 2020 vision, baby. He's <laughs> got, <laughs> <Scott>, like, <laughs> special eyes. Years on the force, he can just, he's got eagle eyes. And they try to put in, like, humor, and there's one line when he's, like, looking at the carnage, and he goes, 
he could not help grinning at the mess for the IT guys in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. it's a crime scene. Of course, the IT guys aren't going to come in and fix the computers no, in the no. morning. Like, what? Don't mind the dead bodies. We need these computers <laughs> fixed. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get back up and running. No, that office building shut down for like the next month for forensic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to sweep like every floor. <laughs> Um, but the book does a really great job of really addressing the injuries. And after he steps on the glass, he really is very mobilized, even more so than Bruce Willis in the thing. Right. And it talks about he might, you know, all the infections he's getting in that foot because he's not. You really have to get help right away. Like the yeah. movie, you know. Yeah, because you're walking on dirty floors with like open wounds, right? And yeah. there's tiny shards in there. Yeah. And he makes like this padding around his foot so he can somewhat walk and then uses it as like Bruce Willis does. Um, so they underestimate him because he's like limping right. and looking all weak and stuff. Cool if he got a wheelchair starts flying <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling around. Flying through the air. So in the book, um, this company actually did like an illegal arms deal in Chile. And that's why these terrorists are there to Got take it. everybody out. And the daughter was a big part of this. So the daughter is actually kind of like the villain. Well, so the Hans Gruber character in the movie, he hints that the company is doing some sort of weird the bridge stuff. Thing? But it never really explains no, it. That so. was in the that was in the book. But then the movie, they just kind of drop it. He like um, he just there's like one sentence where he's saying how shady the company is. But then it never dives into it. Right. Mm hmm. Um, and then the daughter is like so enraged that when her father is like, move aside, I got this. And he shot Hans Gruber, like, or Hans, Hans Rojas in the book. Sorry, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> he shoots him like twice already, but then the daughter is so enraged. He's like holding on to him and fighting with him and grabbing him. So when Hans falls out the window, um, she, she like falls too and she dies oh what yeah i was really shocked at that i was and then wait. the line was like you could hear her body falling oh and my her God. screams and i'm like oh snap. wait wait, wait why <laughs> does she fall out the window she's evil too so oh. he has her like like in the movie he has he's holding her right yeah and then the dad is shooting right he's already got two shots off right. but she's just crazy she just is wrestling with him like i got this dad like i got him and he's like no you need to like move aside and the guy's like he shoots again huh. and then the guy is like latching onto the wrist watch oh, and they don't right. get the watch off she just falls wow. and dies damn and then he becomes like the he has to take care of her kids he becomes like action grandpa action dad action grandpa <laughs> oh something that's also really disturbing is when the guy come is at the bottom of the stairs and starts shooting at them In um the, the, long, the, the long hair blonde guy yes mm -hmm. um In the, the in the book, the cop who's been on the phone with him mm -hmm. pulls the police chief in front of him so he gets shot. Oh wow! That is not. Do police officers do that? Like oh, draw yeah, their that's, draw that's, their like. They definitely they, use their commanding officers. That's what they teach guy. you in training. <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets paid more than me, yeah. and he's got to take the bullet. And then I can take his job. <laughs> Wait, and like what? everybody gets taken out like the medic who was supposed to help um bruce willis yeah. or whoever the character is the reporters everybody just gets mowed really down weird. at the bottom of the building what by this one guy book. who's left i'm glad you read it <laughs> i'm glad i didn't what the hell and then there's no ending or resolution it's just like well everybody died but then there was another doctor who came for me and i drove off in the ambulance and that's the end of the book wow and it was really disappointing <laughs> 
And this is another one where the movie is better than the no book. No happy ending But it's here. not very hard for the movie <laughs> to <laughs> Wow, well, thanks for making that sacrifice for They make, like, us. a joke out of it. Like, were you supposed to draw your officer in the line of fire? And he's like, ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, ho, he was a douche. That's a great writer. I want to know how he got two books, uh, wow. two movies published from his God. novels. I know, it makes me want to write a shitty book. Right. And I could get it sold <laughs> in Hollywood's Hollywood. Hollywood's right down the road. <laughs> wow. It's been a big lack of uh, material. Yeah, it is weird, like, what gets turned into a script. Yeah. Right? Some guy just read that shitty book and goes, I can make a better script out of this. And then, I don't I know. Don't, how does that work? That's strange. And then that guy writing that terrible book gets a bunch of royalties for you know, writing a selling, shitty selling book. his story to Hollywood. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. But a lot of the things are taken from the book, where, like when he's wrapping the um, fire hose around him and is dropping off the building. Mm-hmm. In the book, they go through all the emotions of what that would be like, and like his torso is almost getting cut in half, and mm. he like waits till the last minute to jump because you're not going to jump even if you know you have to like you're going to be too scared to jump so a lot of the you know physical injuries and things like things like that are more like realistic and how somebody would actually feel about that in real life yeah it's not like a flexible bungee cord like that if you tie that around your waist and you just jump that would like cut you in half because it has like a metal thing on it and then he knows as he's jumping that once it falls over like he has to get that off right away or he gets dragged back out the window so if you like slowly rappel down it's but you're just jumping with this thing around like would just crush your organs i think you're doing you're better off like jumping because you're it's like faster versus a slower Mm. like tightening where it's like it's gonna take too long i think that they had the right Damn. Technique down, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, <laughs> just from a perspective of thinking about slow torture versus yeah, one quick and get it done. And a lot more of the um, hostages die in the book too than they do in the. It's like a dark, terrible book. Yeah. Hmm. Everybody dies except for Action Grandpa. <laughs> yep. Any? Do we have anything else to say about this? Nope. Nope. Die hard. Merry yep. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, just think. Take a moment. Yeah, don't be an a-hole, all right? Yeah, just remember. Just have a drink. Calm down. But don't threaten the bartender for more drinks and then have the police come to my job because you're a terrible person. <laughs> That's a story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> Do a holiday wrap-up <laughs> podcast next week. <laughs> Yeah. Horror stories from restaurants oh for, god. but it's probably holidays. even worse at like retail and best. Oh, oh my god, I worked. I, I did. Imagine. I did the. I, I one year worked <laughs> over the Christmas period, like in a, uh, in a pajama store. That's a. That was a thing. Yeah, it was like a specialty store where it was like every pajama you could think of, and then some mm. lingerie. But it was like a novelty store. But during Christmas, it was like insane, and the people. <gasps> It was like the worst experience of my life. Well. But they were really nice bosses, and they bought, even though I'd only worked there for like three weeks, bought me like a really nice Christmas present. So I'm That's not gonna cool. complain. <laughs> but what, like people just being terrible to you? Do you have this at an extra large? Dude, no, just like people, like lack of consideration for the world around them, and like just like tearing through things this and like. Fit me. and then like this was on this rack and i should get that sales rack and like no we saw you grab it off that rack and put it on this one and like just insanity like the expectations the moods yeah i i worked i worked at a levi's store for half a year once and 
I don't know how anyone works in retail. It's just soul sucking. It's worse during the holidays. Yeah. Well, and on that happy note, Woo. happy holidays, everybody. We'll be back. Uh, this is going to post, yeah, this Sunday. We'll be back next week. You can find us for you. on um, Instagram, yeah. YouTube, Stitcher, any podcatcher, Modern Life Pod, Twitter. Yeah, at Modern Life Pod on social media, modernlifepod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Um, if you want, you know, if there's something you want us to talk about or, if, you know, if you just want to say hello. Um, <laughs> we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. But, yeah, happy holidays, and we'll be back next week. Thank you.